0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Power to Perform podcast. I'm your host, Allie Mallory, and I am the Clinical Administrative Specialist at PHP with my master's in sport and performance psychology. And I am here once again with Corinne Duffy-Strode and Riley Berkey. I'll let you both quickly reintroduce yourselves.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Corinne, and I'm a doctoral extern here at PHP. And like Allie, I also have my master's in sport and performance psychology.
2: Hi, y'all. I'm Riley Berkey. I'm on the women's track and field team, and I compete in combined events.
0: Awesome. Well, for this last episode for this series, episode four, we're going to switch it up and have Riley ask questions for
2: Corinne. So take it away. OK. So my question for you, Corinne, is um, what are the benefits of vis- visualization in sports? Specifically, I compete in a lot of technical events within track. Um, how or how much should I practice this?
1: Yeah, such a good question, Riley. Um, So visualization can be super, super helpful because you're actually engaging your mind instead of physically doing the activity. So it can be super helpful if you're injured because you can still be rehearsing your skill or your sport. Um, So visualizing your event acts as an additional practice in your mind so when the time comes, your brain believes you perform the skill hundreds of times already without making mistakes. Imagery does take practice as it is a skill that can help, that you can improve at. So just like physical skills, mental skills take time and practice. So some of the benefits of visualization are you can help learn new skills, you're improving your performance, you're solving technique problems, you're learning and practicing new strategies, you're controlling your arousal or your physiological response, recovery from injury, and it can help increase motivation and confidence. So daily imagery sessions are most beneficial. It can vary in time based on what you are visualizing. So guided imagery sessions are a great way to start practicing as well as writing out your own imagery script. And then you can record yourself reading it and that can help you rehearse it over and over. And there are different types of imagery. So we have two different types. So we have mastery, which is when you're visualizing yourself doing a skill without any mistakes. So you're doing it perfectly and feeling really good with it. And then there's also anticipation or preparation imagery. And this is when you're visualizing yourself recovering, immediately following a mistake or correcting mistake. And this can be super helpful because sometimes when we're actually competing, stuff comes up. But if we kind of practice for some of those mistakes, our mind knows how to overcome it.
0: Yeah, it's like building resiliency. almost. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. That's huge. So um, Riley, you have a second question. Go for
2: it. Yes. Yeah, so my second question is, so on meet days, I often experience like a lot of nerves, a lot of adrenaline. So I was wondering if you recommend any grounding exercises to help athletes with nerves on meet or game days.
1: Great question. Mental skills training is very tailored to specific needs or preferences. So, I definitely suggest practicing different grounding skills um, and maybe practice them during practice or outside of competition. So, you kind of know what works for you. We don't want to add something brand new on game day or right. at a meet. Mm-hmm. Um, but this also depends on what your self talk is saying on the meet or game days. So, a couple examples of grounding exercises. First one, which Allie's going to help explain, is diaphragmatic breathing.
0: Yes. So diaphragmatic breathing is really fun. It's also called belly breathing. But essentially what it is is just engaging your stomach when you're breathing because a lot of times, like, if you're anxious or really stressed, you're just breathing, like, with your lungs, like your chest. And while that's normal, there's actually a better way to get more oxygen into your body and help lower your anxiety or stress level or heart rate. And so... Really trying to get the oxygen all the way down to your stomach and expanding your stomach when you breathe. Um, One way to help is if you literally just place one hand on your chest and one hand on your stomach, and trying to have your hand on your stomach move more than the one on your chest. So this also takes practice. I feel like the first time I did it, I was like, this kind of hurts. Like, it's very awkward. But then the more you do it, the more...
2: Yeah, I feel like it's definitely something you have to, like... Practice and get good at. Yeah, because, like, you're so used to breathing the other
0: For way that sure. it's, like,
1: what's going on? But
0: mm-hmm. it really does help. Um, so, yeah, that's one grounding exercise. Corinne, what's the next one?
1: Yeah, so the next one, which I love teaching, um, is called five, four, three, two, one, And basically, you can be sitting in a room or at a meet, anywhere, really. And you're going to look around your space. And you're going to look and see if you can see five things. You're going to try and touch four things. You're going to listen for three. You're going to try and smell two things and taste one thing. And this can just really, if you're feeling really anxious or really nervous, it can kind of just bring you back to the present moment, remind you where you're at.
0: Awesome. So the next grounding technique is called square breathing. So essentially, if you're visualizing or just thinking of a square, so on the left side, so pretty much you're – inhaling for four seconds and then hold for four seconds and then out for four seconds and then hold for four seconds and so that's just one way to kind of slow your heart rate down and refocus your attention um so yeah Riley have you ever done that one before yeah
2: I actually um one of my soccer coaches in high school um taught our team that and it was actually before um, it was during our pregame before a playoff game and she, um, taught us the square breathing exercise and it was like, we were warming up, we were like pretty anxious. And I, I really felt that impact on my like nervous system, on my breathing, on my nerves. And I've like practiced that ever since she taught me that. And, um, I really feel like that's a good way to like slow my heart rate down, slow my nerves down and kind of just check in with myself. So I, I, definitely like love that, love square breathing and like have practiced it over the years.
1: Um, and the final grounding exercising we have is keywords. So having a keyword is kind of like a signal word that an individual will come up with that's personal to them, um, that can help them redirect their mind back to the present moment or back to what they're doing. Really like, do you use
2: any Q words? Yeah, I do. I feel like some of my Q words are also, like, very similar to, like, mantras, but I feel like it has this a similar effect. Um, some of, One of, like, my most favorite ones is um, reminding myself. I say, you can do hard things. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I can just apply that to, like, a lot of different um, areas in my life. But, like, right before we, like, have a rep, I'm like, just breathe in. You can do hard things. And um, that's a huge one. Also, another one is... Um, Uh, like the numbers 818. And that comes from a Bible verse Romans 818. And it's the pain you are feeling now cannot compare to the joy that is to come. So that kind of just reminds me, you got to like, you got to grind it out, it's going to hurt, but like, you're going to have joy after you're going to be done after. And so that's a huge one. And then my last one is um, mental toughness. My mom has always said that to me. And um, just those two words remind me that like, I'm the most mentally tough person here and like my mental toughness will like get me through like xyz like this race this workout this game whatever. So those words and phrases have kind of been like a rock um in my like mental health and like sports performance. So yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I think Especially with keywords, it's not like it doesn't have to be
0: one word like yeah. you're doing. It's just something quick that you can just remind yourself, mm-hmm. but it has a bigger meaning. For sure. And it allows you to redirect your focus. Mm-hmm. So those are really good examples. Mm-hmm. All right. So for the takeaway um, of this episode, I'm actually going to go over the PETLIP model, which is uh, one, a model for imagery. And it's just trying to make imagery as realistic as possible. So, so PETLIP stands for Physical Environment Task timing, learning, emotion, and perspective. So physical, so you're trying to bring in the importance of making the imagery experience as physical as possible. So for example, wearing the same clothes or shoes as when you're performing, Mm -hmm. um, when you're practicing imagery. Second one, environment. So should be similar to the performance environment. So maybe practicing imagery on the track during practice, just to really make it like we're saying as realistic as possible Mm -hmm. next one is task so the content of the imagery should be appropriate to the skill level and your preferences especially with regard to attentional focus so this one I feel like is a little harder to explain but essentially it's like for example if an elite athlete like yourself Riley your imagery can emphasize where your attention would be during event like your knee drive or tight curve because you're an elite athlete but let's say when you first started out maybe your attention is really on just jumping off one foot because that is like the basics Mm -hmm. so uh, being aware of that and then timing so refers to the pace at which your imagery is completed so if your race usually takes a minute visualize the race for a minute Then learning. So the content of the imagery should be adapted as the individual becomes more skilled. So when you first start practicing imagery, there may be less detail. And then as you gain more experience practicing it, you can add more detail. Like we referenced earlier, imagery is a skill. The more you practice, the better you'll get at it. So emotion, incorporate emotions you know you'll feel while actually performing the skill you're visualizing. So if you know you usually get like... Anxious or calm or angry, excited, whatever, try to like get those emotions going while you're practicing imagery. And then finally, perspective. So this refers to your viewpoint while visualizing. So you have an internal or external perspective. Internal could be like you're visualizing it through your eyes, whereas external, it's like you're watching yourself perform on TV. So all of this to say practice imagery. Figure out what works best for you because everyone's different. And the more you practice, the better you'll get.
1: And also, if this can sound really hard, so you could always like come to PHP and chat with us more about it.
0: Great plug. Yes. <laughs> please come. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're always available for all CU student athletes who are listening. So thank you for that reminder, Krin. All right. So to finish off with a quote success depends upon previous preparation and without such preparation there is sure to be failure confucius thanks everyone thank you both for being here thanks y'all thanks have a good one everyone we'll see you next week